Hey, welcome back. This is part two for episode three. And in this episode, we will have the Richard DeGroat interview in its entirety. I hope you have as much fun listening as we had recording this episode. It was a lot of fun having Richard on. We thank him again for coming on. So again, this is part two for episode three with Richard DeGroat. Enjoy. PA Turnpot is brought to you free by the nice people at Anchor, which we'll get to a little bit later on. On today's episode, we're going to jump into the NFL season. It is the eve of opening night. We'll touch on Cowboys and Bucks. We'll talk a little bit of Eagles Falcons. We're going to have a guest on as well. Afterwards, we'll do a quick sports roundup from the week that was, as well as have our guest today, Rob, Richard DeGroat, the technical project manager for Ball Star. The three of us will preview the Philadelphia Eagles road game against the Atlanta Falcons, their expectations for the season, discuss the Ben Simmons drug, drama surprise he hasn't been traded at this moment of recording and we'll give our w and l's of the week we'll have some live updates on the phillies game as they are playing currently at the end of the episode we're going to do our first and i guess our inaugural trust the parlay we'll be jumping into some lines some props tomorrow's game in general it's going to be a lot of fun we appreciate you stopping by oh yeah before we get started, we got to give a quick shout out to everyone who has supported us thus far. We've our reached we've reached our goal. I can't speak today, Rob. We've reached our goal of 50 subs. So here's a word from our sponsor, Anchor. Hey, Joel. Hey, Rob. Have you heard about Anchor? I mean, an anchor on a boat? Sure. Why? <laughs> oh, you silly goose. Anchor as in the all-around system for podcasting. Oh. Awkward. Well, I bet it's something that you have to pay monthly just to host this podcast. Well, not so much. Real anchors will cost you about 600 to 800 bucks, and it'll keep you locked in place. This one is freer than a free sample at Sam's Club. It doesn't keep you still. It'll take your podcast to the moon. Hey, promise me it's not a Bezos kind of rocket to the moon, and I'm down. And there's more. Anybody signing up can make money from day one with no minimum listenership. Don't need to worry about fumbling any bags or having any Rogan-type following. So where can the PA Turnpot listeners go to check it out? Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Sheesh. Sheesh. It's clobbering time with uh, our guest, Richard DeGroat. Let's do it. All right, let's see if we can have on Richard DeGroat. The man, the myth, the legend. Let's see if he's ready. He's ready to go. Let's see. <laughs> Is Richard there? I don't think he's there. Uh-oh. Is he there? We'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there he is, Richard DeGroat. Can you hear us, buddy? Yes, sir. Hey, the man, the myth, the legend, Richard DeGroat, the technical project manager for Ballstar and my brother from another mother. How are you, buddy? Good, good. How's it going, gentlemen? What's up? How's it going? Good, How's good, man. Um, so you're the project manager for Ballstar. Talk to me about that, man. How'd you get into that position? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Ballstar, honestly, uh, what I was doing before uh, COVID came and kind of got kicked to the curb a bit. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, was on indeed my dad it was apparently 25 years to the day 
that my dad was on monster.com looking for a job. He got a job that day. I guess the luck runs in the family, maybe 25 years down the road, my kid will get one. But uh, yeah, they, uh, I did social media marketing at first with them. And then, you know, things started picking up, got good at like using their app and whatnot, you know, helped, you know, with the tech people making some changes, you know, got our website kind of up and going and yeah, bam, here I am today, set up Miami pro league. We got a bunch of leagues around the country, a lot of big summer leagues, got a big fall winter coming up. So, uh, yeah, just glad to be around the game of basketball. For sure, man. For sure. Um, any merch for Balser out there? What you got us? Uh, I mean, our merch is coming soon, but I did bring, uh, you know, we got tie dye shirts. I got a, I got a lot of the merch, you know, things that like we, you know, just got for the employees, but we got, we got a, every player counts. All right. <laughs> That's like our motto. Every league counts, every player counts, you know, no, nobody, you know, with our website and stuff, say if you drop 20 on somebody in the park, you can pull that up. I had 20 on August or whatever. What are we in September 9th? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, obviously, you know, awesome. company name on the back. So uh, yeah, merch is coming soon. Merch, will, I'll get you guys some merch. Hey. Let's get, just give me some shirt sizes. <laughs> <laughs> will do, brother. Will do. <laughs> um, well, we're in, as we're touching already on basketball, let's just start there. Jump into some Sixers talk. The Ben Simmons saga. Uh, yeah. Audible audible uh, sadness there. Shaking his head. Talk to me, Richard. How do you feel about the one and only, number 25, Ben Simmons? I don't even I'm... say his name. <laughs> redacted. Number 25, oh, redacted. Oh, man. We'll believe it. <laughs> I mean, guy's been in the league four or five years can't make a 12 foot can't make anything outside of 12 feet <laughs> that's his number one problem right there i mean we're a 12 foot and out jumper away from probably this year alone i mean anybody could have won the the championship this year so many injuries i'm sure you would agree like 2019 as well it, yeah exactly so i mean if he can't, I mean, I see clips all the time of him online shooting step oh, yeah. back, sidestep threes. I'm going, dude, what do you, what do you got? Stage fright? Like you need to let one of them fly come game time. But I mean, I think it's almost beyond repair right now. I think you got to, you know, maybe split him up as sad as it is to see and, uh, you know, get some guard help. I mean, it didn't help Danny Green was out this playoffs either. I feel like yeah. they had him. Yeah, that was a big loss right there. I agree totally. I think they win that Hawks series with Danny Green. Um, I think the biggest takeaway, so I was at game seven, and I watched every game pretty closely. I missed part of game three because I was walking from a bar back to the hotel we were at. Um, game seven, so I was there, and it felt like I had deja vu no less than 150 times because every single time the Hawks crossed the timeline, they went to Kevin Herter and he just roast Seth Curry every single yep. time down the floor. And I feel like that would have probably been Danny Green. And Danny Green would have at least put up a fight because he knows what he's doing on defense and they would have been able to hide Curry on somebody else. And that infuriated me, it, along with Gallinari Jeez. somehow oh. getting George Hill on him every single time. That pissed me off too. <laughs> but I, I agree totally. I think having Danny Green made a, would have made a huge difference. 
Yeah, man. Um, I mean, Embiid's obviously he's like one of the top, I would say top eight to 10 players in the league. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just sad to see, like, I like Ben Simmons a lot. I mean, it's just, come on, man, you're getting $190 million a year. You need to, it's not hard. Put me on an NBA court right now. I might go four or 10 from three. Like, come <laughs> on, unguarded. Cause you know, they're not going to guard him. Even if he makes one or two, it's not like they're going to guard him. So, I mean, I, I yeah. guess he's just in his own head, which is sad. I mean, obviously, what, where were you? What did you think when the infamous pass under the bucket? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I made it 21 hours to my birthday without getting pissed off. And it's been eight minutes and I'm already, my blood pressure, I need to take something. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, man. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Not anymore. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, talk to me through that, man. <laughs> Yeah, just you, that's the only that way to get through it is to talk about it. Yeah, right. You think that was the beginning of the end for uh, Ben Simmons? Right there? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, the the mid, like the like forfeited layup. Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're 6'10", or whatever he is, 6'11", and I think, like, not even John Collins went up with him. It was, like, somebody else. Maybe like oh, I think John. it was it was Gallo, wasn't it? Or Gallo. I would have seen him sure slammed it on Gallo's. Come yeah, Gallo on. can't get up. Them legs can't ain't getting get up. Any, no, them European legs ain't getting up there. Come <laughs> on, man. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, two years in a row, just heartbreak and defeat, you know, for Philadelphia. So, I mean, yeah. You can kind of say that he's soft now because all the criticism is well deserved around the world, especially in your own city. Philly's a hard town. Oh my Blue god, Pollard. it was Trey Young. <laughs> oh, oh no. I'm he looking at a worse. picture right now. Gallo was behind him. Trey Young was under the Oh Jesus Christ. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, oh wow. God, unless I'm wrong, maybe I'll find a video and it'll prove me wrong, but the picture I'm looking at it's it's an Inquirer article and it's Trey Young underneath the rim. That man can't pretend like protect oh, a nerf wow. rim. <laughs> when you type in Ben Simmons's name on YouTube, the first suggestion is passed up dunk. Oh, so he spun. So he had Gallo That's in hilarious. the post, and he spun around him, and Gallo got caught behind him, and Young came over to help, and oh, Ben just passed it over him. I, he probably didn't even see Trey on it, <laughs> and he still passed it up to Thibault, who got double covered. Yeah, yeah I mean- Thibault. That was the turning point of that game because you know, oh, yeah. Thibel makes one of two at the line and then he goes and fouls um, yep. who's a Bogdanovich down the other end and then all of a sudden it's a four-point game versus you know a tie game, which it would have been if, uh, if had Ben made the... There's a lot of things. And probably would have got game. fouled. Who knows? He, he, oh, yeah. Trey Young they, they might could have, have fouled him on him. purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean... For sure, yeah. Yeah. That was the beginning There's of the game. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack from that game. I Corkmaz had a pretty rough game. Seth Curry was kind of invisible on defense. It, I mean, it's a shame. Corkmaz had like a bad series, I believe. Yeah. Oh, Dwight Howard fouled everybody in the arena by the time he played what <laughs> six minutes. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems like that's the story every year. And Bede is a plus five thousand, and in the six minutes he's off the floor, they're a minus five thousand and two, and they lose by two points. It was the story of the Toronto series. He was like he was like a plus forty something in the Toronto series, and they were minus God knows what when he was off the floor. Yeah, and I don't really understand, you know, some of the moves. Like we got, 
I forget his first name, something Smith. I think he played like one game oh, and broke damn. his foot. Yeah, that's how bad he was. Oh, <laughs> Zaire Smith, the guy that had oh, the, yeah, uh, the peanut Zaire allergy? Smith. Come yeah, on. Naturally. Like, there were other guys that, you know, well, were out there that easily could have been taken. And then, I mean, I like I like Maxie. I like Maxie a lot. I do he that. reminds me of Emmanuel Quickly for the Knicks. Like, I like that just, I can beat you off anything. My He's jumper. got juice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's energy. But like you gotta you gotta do better, you know, as a franchise. That's Philly for you. They don't yeah. like spending money. That was the, like probably that. <laughs> aside from you know and being really coming out and playing on basically one and a half legs and kind mm-hmm. of dominating the series and being quite obviously the best player on the floor most of the time. Yeah. Aside from that, aside from Simmons, kind of just I don't know, he's maybe he had the yips. The biggest takeaway is how much they relied on a young guy like Maxi. And yeah, in general, I mean, Corkman has played a lot of minutes, probably out of necessity, mm-hmm. obviously because Danny Green went down. But a guy like they relied on Maxi. Maxi basically won them yeah. game six. And yeah, basically. And geez, and he was playing pretty well in game seven. His defense, I think, didn't get the credit it deserved. I thought everybody played decent defense game seven, specifically on the ball on Trey Young, because, you know, Tobias got switched on him a handful of times, and he kind of held his own. His biggest issue has always been foot speed on the defensive end. Yes. Uh, I thought Maxi really showed a lot, and it, it says a lot that a guy like Doc, who usually puts young guys in the doghouse, basically went to him and said, here, save us. And then same thing with Shake at the beginning of the fourth quarter, putting Shake in the game. <laughs> guy who hadn't played in a month. Jesus. Uh, it says a lot that Doc had that kind of trust in a young guy, especially, what was he, like 19, 20 years old? Yeah. Yeah, Maxi came out to play that series. I was very proud of how well he played. I mean, speaking of Maxi, uh, he's part of the Paul. Was Paul Rich? Whoever's uh, Rich Ben Paul. Simmons' agent? Rich, yeah. Oh yeah, I don't Rich take, Paul. It's not do you dignified think, uh, him with a name drop. Do you, <laughs> right? Do you think uh, it's a combo that they're both gone? The report's saying that you know Maxi doesn't want to be there. Uh, no one associated with him wants to play for Philadelphia. Do you think it's now? a rift between Maxi and the the Sixers, or do you think it's like, you know, Simmons and Maxi out now in a dual package? I mean, they can't afford to give up oh, Maxi almost. That I mean, was they my first can, thought too. But yeah. Who else are you going to, is Shake going to be your number one point guard? Like, I don't even know what they would even do. Well, I mean, in, ter- in terms of getting value for Simmons, because it looks like Simmons isn't going to play. It looks like he's going to sit out at this point now that he didn't get traded. He, and he's willing to get, yeah. Set. So, which is the same as like a nasty breakup. So, to get the biggest bank for your buck in value, you might have to lose Maxi. Probably, hopefully, not Flyable in there as well because that would suck. Not it both of them. Be. No, it can't. No. Be. And maybe unless you're there. getting like you have a, to get a Dame at that point. Yeah, it would have to be like a Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, somebody. Yeah, well, I'm not okay with taking on Kevin Love's contract and like Isaac Okoro and Colin Sexton. <laughs> Like that, that would be not. that would be the equivalent of pissing into the wind and it just blowing back on you. Like I can't do that. Um, that I do tragic. have a question. I do have a question as it res- as it relates to what you asked, Joel. Yeah. Uh, is Ben Simmons the worst player that's ever demanded a trade? Because it feels like you can't be. I mean, aside from Corkmaz a couple of years ago, but it feels like a top ten to fifteen player is really, and even not even that low. Maybe top eight to ten is like the only kind of range you can be in where you can really demand a trade and kind of use your own, I guess, like jockeying for position and kind of force the team's hand. A guy that Simmons, who's maybe what, like 25 to 40? 
Like, it, it, can you even the worst? Is he good enough to ask for a trade like that? I mean, and and sit out. Like, I can't even name somebody else who sat out. Like, even they made they made Anthony Davis play. Yeah. Exactly. They made Harden play a little That's bit. That's a there. very good Harden point. even played. Yeah. He gained weight and magically lost it in the trip to yeah. Brooklyn. It's all those um, boneless wings at strip clubs. <laughs> right. Um, to answer your question, I mean, Richard, I would like to hear your take on this, but I think it's a yes and no. Uh, yes, on paper, the talent. <laughs> He's what, damn near seven feet, point guard. The handles should have won defensive player of the year, in my opinion. I agree. Has all the intangibles, steals, like defense is great. He can uh, kind of shoot a free throw. Um, and He can shoot them, he can't make them. Yeah, well, I mean, better than, you know. Not. And as yeah. we've already just touched on, and probably the world knows we have a plethora of videos that he can shoot and light it up from three. So on paper, yes, that's a great trade. As what we've seen in practice, little little suspect right there. Because I, like, are you willing to give up to get Ben Simmons a lot of stuff to see him pass and then just repeat what he did in Philly? It'd probably be a suspect. What do you think? Mike? And do you, and do you think there's anybody that can kind of unlock that, or do you think he just winds up being the same player? I want to hear both your guys. Thoughts on that because that's an interesting one. Because a lot of people have suggested if he goes to San Antonio, Golden State, playing for a coach like Steve Kerr or you know, even Pop, maybe that'll unlock something. But do you guys just think he'll be kind of the same guy, or do you think he'll something will happen and maybe he'll turn a corner? I think he'll turn a corner. I'll just keep it short. I think he'll turn a corner, new life, you know, get out of Philly and just start fresh, especially now that all eyes on you and you know, all the shit that was been talking for sure, wherever he goes. I can't wait for him to come back to Philly. That will be primetime TV. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's like the best case for him is like he's Magic Johnson shooting at best, maybe. I don't even know if he'll ever be that good if he's that psyched out. But, I mean, back to what you said about him sitting out, I'm I'm actually going to go with no. I didn't even think about it. Really? Yeah, he can't say I'm not playing. They're going to be like, get your bum behind out on the court <laughs> and give us that 20 and 10, you know, for at least the first 15, 20 games. And then maybe they'll think about shipping him out. But yeah, I don't even think he's good enough to even say, listen, I'm not playing. Because he's not that good to say that. As you're, you're right, he's not an, uh, you know, a top 10 guy. Realistically, so, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go no. Yeah, like realistically, how many guys can actually do that? Like, uh, if Clay Thompson said that, I think we would be ripping him apart. And Clay Thompson's a, obviously a better player overall mm-hmm. than Ben Simmons, yeah, but Clay sure. Thompson's still within like that 20 to 30 range. Um, I, there's like very few guys that can really get away with doing that. I would, I would think at this point, a lot of people probably consider, I don't know. Bam Adebayo might be a higher ranked player. If you ranked every NBA player, he might be ranked higher than Ben Simmons. If Bam Adebayo said, I'm not playing, trade me, we would be like, who who are you? Exactly. (laughs) I mean, his name name carries a lot of weight. Yeah, he's a a clutch guy too. And just, yeah, who he's affiliated with, LeBron, automatically. I agree. He can do, I guess, whatever he wants just by being a- affiliated with that group. So, yeah. yeah, I guess who knows, really. But if he I wasn't guess. with Clutch, I would say absolutely not. That would be my my yeah. go-to answer. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, real quick, where do you think Ben Simmons will end up ultimately? Do you think he'll stay 
end of this season coming up, do you think he'll stay with the Sixers? No. Only because, like, when there, like, Joel came out said, you know, there's there's no rift between us. Usually, when that happens, it's just to make things look a little bit better. That's know? what I said last week. I think you're completely right. Like I think T. at that o. point, and Tim and yeah. like that. You have to pretend everything is great so that the that the value doesn't just because you can't just come out and say, "Hey, we want to get rid of this guy," because then mm-hmm. there goes all of your, you know, your ability to make a trade. Your leverage um, is gone at that point. If if we set the over under at zero point five games that Ben Simmons plays this year for the Sixers, do you guys think he goes over that or under that? Will he play a game for the Sixers? Will he even suit up for a game this year for the Sixers? No. Under. I don't think so either. Yeah, I think I'm with you guys. Where do the you think he winds up? The amount of booze if he stays on that team. Whew. Yeah. Where do you um, think he ends up? Jesus. It changes daily. It really feels like it does. I mean, he can go Cleveland, Minnesota, Toronto. Nothing that any of those teams has like makes me. The I don't Warriors. want Fred Van Vliet. I was like, thinking maybe Chicago. Jesus. Maybe. maybe. Good landing spot for him. Because, I mean, I guess you could get like Lonzo in return, even though he just signed. Lonzo and LeVar? Oh, I would, I I would take know. LeVar over Ben. Are you kidding me? Never lost. <laughs> maybe I can't even say Charlotte Charlotte's pretty they're pretty solidified Sacramento yeah, they're running right he doesn't really have a lot of possible options yeah it feels like it's Minnesota maybe Golden State um, and Cleveland but in any of those trades it feels like in order to make it work you're going to get probably draft picks and young guys who are unproven that won't be able to help you now. And then you got to take a Kevin Love contract or a Wiggins contract or somebody who's making a lot of money that mm-hmm. may or may not be worth it. And you have to hope maybe you can find a third team you can kind of dump the contract to, but you might have to attach a pick or something to get. And then all of a sudden you're, it's Ben Simmons is out. And all of a sudden you have like maybe two pick swaps and like a decent player. Um, yeah, what a disaster. What a disaster. Dude, yeah, what, it's a shame. What if? Let's All just, because a guy can't make a 15-footer. Consistent. Yeah. But on YouTube and around the interwebs, he can drain them like nothing. Him and Rondo, back-to-back. Um, this just popped in my head. LeBron is you know, known for going to a new team or whatever and then just seeing his talent and just says, you know what? It's been nice, but I'm going to find you getting out to bring my player. Do you think all the players that just signed with the Lakers, do you think he's just low-key packaging them to get rid of them to get Ben Simmons on that team? Ben Simmons on the Lakers with LeBron in AD. Sure, he would like that. He, he probably wants to go there, but I don't know how that would work. With Clutch? I mean, who knows? Lakers can do they would have to. They would have to combine every single contract on that team that's not <laughs> Davis or LeBron, honestly, to make it work. I mean, Because they already did. They, they kind of did that already to get Westbrook, didn't they? Because they gave up who they gave up? Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, KCP. All like the tradable contracts that everybody else is yeah. on a minimum or a max. You're right. But the thought that LeBron pulls. Oh, I'm sure. Like I'm, I'm sure they would both love for that to happen. Doctor Evil. That would He's, be the ultimate Doctor Evil move. If he ain't the evil man now, that would surely do it, especially in Philly. Um, and lastly, before we move on from the Sixers, if the Sixers do trade uh, Ben Simmons, do you think the Sixers are basically on the road down? You think that, you know, Embiid's time is coming. Doc might be on the hot seat if uh, things don't go the right way. 
especially if you don't get a value for Ben. Yeah, I mean, if Doc Doc's already on the hot seat, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I it's hate on, to it's say on it. fire as far as I he, he's I, on the hot seat. The minute that the minute they lost, he was mm-hmm. on the hot seat. I'm and with then, you hundred percent. I mean, I don't see Embiid leaving. I really don't. I don't know really where else he'd go. He's kind of a foe around the league. I mean, I know it's for show, but, like, a lot of people don't like him. He talks a lot of trash. Which I love. And, yeah, I don't really – I don't see it as a a tremendous decline, but (laughs) they won't be the number one team, maybe not even a top – Four. So I have a small theory on the uh, uh, the whole MB never wanting to leave thing, and I don't know if there's any anything really to it, but I wonder if the loyalty that guys like him, Giannis, Jokic, um, even older guys like Dirk, Manu Ginobili, I wonder if some of those guys that have that didn't grow up here are more loyal to the team that kind of took a chance on them versus a, you know a LeBron or an Anthony Davis who or even like a Westbrook or somebody like that who just bounces from team to team because they kind of they they grow up watching and they grow up doing it grow up playing the video games where you can make trades willy-nilly where some of these guys come over from other countries and they're just thrilled to be in a spot and they just make that their home because they don't know much else around them. Yeah. I wonder if there's any anything to that. Cuz I wonder I think Luca would be a good example to see how long he stays in Dallas or if he tries to get him get himself out because it seems like Giannis is pretty much married to Milwaukee and Bede seems to want to be here. Um, guys like Dirk stayed everywhere, stayed in one place their entire career. Um, and there's a uh, Jokic. I doubt he leaves. So no, but yeah. I wonder if there's anything to that. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you on that. I think yeah. that's a very valid point. Actually, the more I think about it, I mean, yeah, you're right. Giannis is never leaving, especially not after yeah. the championship. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah, all the foreign guys are are very loyal. Uh, you're right. They, you know, I think it's more of an appreciation thing than it is more yeah. of the uh, starship. You know, it's a fascinating aspect. thing because if you start to draw that conclusion, I wonder if over time. Um, Luca went what third in his draft, second in his draft. But it was Aiden, him, like Trey. I wonder if teams will start to if they if they, it's like a coin flip between guys in the draft. If they're more likely to take the guy that they believe will stay longer. Um, if if they're really not sure, if they're really not sold on a guy. I wonder if that'll play into it as we move forward, or if it'll just you know, if everything will just turn into the circus that it's been anyway, and then there's no actual correlation between you know foreign players and loyalty. Agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It's interesting though. That just popped into my head. And I, I don't know how much if it really has legs, but who knows? I think it does, for sure. Luca could be out. Yeah, you never know. Because he body. already is, you know, I want this guy, this guy already, which is I understandable and Cuban's got the money. He'll take it out of his own pocket if need be. Yeah. And then, yeah, Jokic, I don't see that tandem splitting up really anytime soon. And even uh, Rudy Gobert too. I forgot him. And he Gobert. seems to be kind of there for yeah. life as well. The four life. It's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Would you put it that way? Yeah, for sure. I yeah, it's like I a light bulb just it. went up over all three of our heads at the same time. <laughs> I was like, shook. I was like, 
American. Yeah, it just shit. popped into my head because Embiid, I feel like it's kind of sincere when he says it versus when if Ben has ever said it, which I doubt he has, it just feels like, oh, yeah, I, I never want to leave. I love it here. Love right. the love that bird thing. Love the Phillies. Love I-95. Cheesesteaks are great. Let's go to Pat's and Gino's. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like you don't see clips of Ben Simmons out there in the park playing with the locals. You don't see him uh, jogging. Play, like, ben, playing I mean, tennis with Maury. Yeah. More like Beats playing with Kendall Jenner. <laughs> well, not now, with, uh, now with Booker around. I'm sure they all take their, you know, fair shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I met her in person. Dime. Dime. Oh, Tall yeah. as fuck. Tall as fuck. But dime. Um, off the Kendall <laughs> Jenner and the, the tumultuous 76ers and Ben Simmons. Let's look forward to some positive, some hopefulness. As in, for those who are watching and not, or listening, I'm rocking my Eagles hoodie. This uh, co-host of mine rocking Brady. Understandable, though, tomorrow is the kickoff season of the NFL. I have no loyalty to Tom Brady or the Buccaneers. <laughs> I do like the jersey a lot. I like that they went back to the old style. And it's I the only like thing it. I have that kind of ties into what we're doing. So yeah. I certainly don't have any Cowboys gear. So uh, we're talking Eagles week one versus the Falcons on the road in Atlanta. Richard, let me give you some stats right here. Before recording, so they could have changed. Rob, get your take on this. The Eagles are plus three. I was just about to check that. One in. <laughs> hey, this is before rec- recording. You can check the current stats. But right now, they're plus three at negative 110 for the spread. Plus 134 to Atlanta's minus 158 money line. And FanDuel, so take this with a grain of salt, has them at 48.5 total in the game for points. Do you like the birds upsetting Matt Ryan's 40-year-old arm and the Atlanta Falcons? Richard, Rob, take it away. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, obviously I'm biased. I'm going to say yes, you know. The birds. Um, the lines are kind of plus three on the spread for Philly. I mean, I think it'll be a close game. I do. Our defense is a little shaky despite getting some, you know, off-season acquisitions. Finally fully healthy, though. And I think, you know, I've been saying this a lot to people, like, we got a lot of our linemen back, you know. Brooks is back. We get, obviously, Kelsey. Johnson back. Johnson. Yeah. Brooks is we, questionable, but it seems like he might play. But, like, our heart and soul, like, we we are finally about to be at full strength. I love Miles Sanders. I mean, I think somehow all the Penn State running backs, as of recent, they all are, you know, that's that's kind of becoming like a running back factory up yeah. there. So, um, and Rager, we actually, listen, I know we don't have the biggest names, but Devontae, Rager, and Godair, those are three guys – who can get open and make something after the catch. I mean, you got a mobile quarterback who is a proven winner. I mean, I'm not going to say Jalen Hurts is Tom Brady, but the guy's had a great career on all levels. So, yeah, I'm I'm riding with the birds in week one. I think we win like – I'll, oh, oh. I'll go – can I make a prediction? Go for oh, yeah. it. That's why you're here. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we win 31-21. Music to my ears. So that means we're taking the over. So it, based on <laughs> the, the line, I'm year. terrible at doing the math because algebra was not my strong suit. It seems like they minus three, 48 and a half, like 25, 22-ish is what they expected to be Atlanta. Mm-hmm. 
Atlanta is going to be missing, uh, I believe his name is Josh Andrews, one of their offensive linemen. They have a pretty inexperienced line outside of um, of Jake Matthews, their tackle. Eagles have a pretty experienced, like one of the best and like as far as like most experienced groups on their team is going to be that defensive front. So if the Eagles win, I think it'll come down to that. Obviously execution, you know, not, you know, farting around on offense and, you know, making stupid plays and they're going to run an RPO style offense from what I heard on the radio earlier. So as long as Hertz is able to make the right decisions and they're not turning the ball over and they're not, you know, getting beat on defense, if the pass rush gets home, that'll help the secondary, I think, to not get burned by Pitts and Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley, of course. If they win, I think it comes down to the trenches. It sounds like such a, a silly like Cliche. footballism, but yeah, it's really going to be about the Eagles' defensive front against the Falcons' offensive line. And I think if you objectively look at it, the Eagles have a much better group right there. So if if they can control the line of scrimmage, I think it's going to be all Eagles. Um, I think it'll be close though for sure. They're they're going to get burned at least twice deep, whether it's Ridley, Pitts, Gage, whoever, uh, uh, Zacchaeus, who, whoever they want to. Like it, it'll yeah, happen right. at some point. It just it just happens with the Eagles, but it'll be an interesting game. Three is a perfect number because it's it's I don't know, Joe. What do you think? Hey man, you know me. I have them going eleven and six, so I'm riding with the birds right. on this one. Upset Poppy, take smash the over, take the underdog. Let's take this one zero. Start the season off right. Nick Sirianni, don't know who he is, but. I like him already on Instagram, so that's my guy. Yeah. And of Two course, weeks got, ago, I predicted them to win too, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you got Hertz and Smith connection back. Let's see if that yeah. rekindled from uh, Bama. Yeah, Rager. we'll see what happens there. You also missed uh, Watkins. He did pretty oh, well. I missed Quez. I did miss Quez. And whatever's, Quez left, awesome. whatever's left of Zach Ertz in his contract <laughs> year. There it is. Yeah, his corpse will be propped up out there. It'll be falling down every time he catches the ball you can thank carson wentz for throwing him into that that mess my god into an early retirement yeah. jesus but uh, yeah, yeah. I like the birds for sure you know me I, I i'll probably go eagles too I, I would at the very least take the points and i don't know the over feels i don't know what it's gonna be it could be like a 14 10 game or i could also see it being like 30 28 or something like something weird so i i when in doubt, I'm just going to take the over. Kendall Sheffield is also hurt, uh, so they're playing pretty young on the in the secondary. Uh, AJ Terrell could see some time. I don't know. It, I think I would just go with the Eagles. They're a little bit more experienced. Um, it seems like people aren't really thrilled about Arthur Smith either. Everything I've read on Twitter, they kind of think he's kind of a jo. So I don't know. Um, experienced to an extent. They have Matt Ryan, the, obviously the more experienced quarterback, better quarterback. <laughs> Calvin Ridley will be the best player on the field, most likely. Yeah. So, I mean, both teams have talent. It's just, it'll come down to execution. I think the Eagles, at the very least, have had a pretty, like the, the roster has remained the same, as close to the same as possible the last few years. So maybe the cohesiveness will help. And obviously having a healthy offensive and defensive line will help. Um, no major injuries yet. Obviously, Brooks is questionable. So we'll see what happens with that. But four out of your five starting offensive linemen is nice to have, especially when that's going to be like the bread and butter of your team or your offensive yeah. and defensive lines. Yeah, man, I'm excited for the birds this season. New life at quarterback, new coach. The young Probably black quarterback. Facts, bro. Low expectations. So, I mean, <clears throat> as a whole, the, the fewer the expectations, the more entertaining the team will likely be. 
Um, use the run game. We'll see what happens. Phillies are now losing, by the way. Yeah, you oh, no. Sanders, like he. They try to, he just can't catch anything. I mean, That's a problem. I don't understand. Yeah, he's a bad cat. He's got to improve on that, which is yeah. I think is so rare for a guy because at Penn State they caught a lot of swing passes and stuff, screens out of the backfield. Yeah. But yeah, I think you got to utilize hurts legs whether that's on design run or bootleg play action whatever it is make him two-dimensional that's that's what he is yeah. that's what the game is turning you know towards it's been turning towards that way so yeah i think the birds can surprise a lot of people this year i really do it if is. we stay healthy that is if you know dougie's out maybe you know all that ice cream they were eating over the last (laughs) couple of years (laughs) maybe that'll you know keep the bone structure a little more sturdy because after every meeting yep guys let's go get some ice cream yep let's go get some ice cream he's killing guys so i mean hopefully uh they're 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 a little less ice cream filled this year yeah for sure man i'm curious to see uh, what sirianni does in uh in pivotal moments throughout the game, because Dougie was known to go a little bit aggressive early on anyway, those fourth downs. I want to see how yeah. aggressive Sirianni does. If he does abandon the run or does he stick with it? Because Dougie was more tend to like you know get rid of it and just rely on Wentz or whoever was under center. Um, as we already touched on, the defense is suspect, but they are going to give away bombs. But it's like Rob said, battle in the trenches. And who can execute first? Yeah. You guys want to jump into the uh, the Eagles' arch rival, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team against uh, America's boys. favorite and or most hated football player ever, Tom Brady. Um, so at the time of recording, it'll probably be the fourth quarter tomorrow in 24 hours. Um, it's 10 o'clock mm-hmm. on a on Wednesday. Um, tomorrow night is the the season opener, as the NFL likes to do more often than not. Get the Super Bowl team. Home opener Thursday night, whole world watching. Uh, you know, big day. It'll probably what's it on NBC most likely. Um, so the Tampa Bay is currently minus eight and a half tomorrow. The over under was fifty one and a half at the time we started recording, and they are heavy favorites. They're minus four twenty, and Dallas is plus three thirty. I don't know how you guys read into that, but it feels wow. like the entire world is expecting Tampa to just blow the doors off the Cowboys. This I don't know how you guys see it. But I'm interested to hear. Um, for me, that's just a little bit disrespectful right there. I mean, this is an NFL team. And, you know, the Cowboys had a bad season, obviously, last year on McCarthy. You know, whatever. His coaching uh, experience is being put on notice right here in Dallas because Aaron Rodgers is like a god now. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that's a little disrespectful. And Dallas usually has some good defense, especially in the linebacking core. So, I mean, I know the GOAT's the GOAT, but... That's kind of a little bit disrespectful. I don't know about you, Richard. I mean, goat, yeah, that's that might be the biggest difference in odds I've heard in a long time. But uh yeah, I think, you know, Cowboys are without Zach Martin tomorrow. So I expected them to just, you know, try and keep Brady off the field, you know, go with that. I'm gonna run it, run it, run it. Yeah. Throw in a couple passes, maybe use Dak's legs as well, then maybe that'll open some shots down the field against, 
not a suspect secondary in Tampa, but they got beat a lot last year. I mean, I remember even the Giants Tampa Bay game. Giants, they had Daniel Jones throwing the ball downfield all over him. So, I mean, I think if they can keep Brady off the field, it'll be a lot closer of a game. You know, Tampa's D, they're returning all 22 starters. So, I expect Tampa to come out, especially with Brady and finish, you know, or start where they left off. So, maybe like a 28-17 win, something like that. I don't think it touches the over, though. Really? No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to read that. I, I think it eight and a half is way too many points to just lay. Um, Dallas, you got to keep in mind, Dak Prescott was probably the best quarterback in the league last year. At the time he got hurt, he was averaging over 400 yards a game. Um, Zeke is also twice the player with Dak than he is without him. And Amari Cooper has a lot of motivation this year. So I'm a little concerned that the Cowboys will come out and punch them in the mouth early. Mm -hmm. Um, That's actually one of the props I like is Dallas to score first, because I think they're going to come out and punch them in the mouth. Um, But I mean, who knows the whole world watching maybe Brady and the Bucks get up and play and they're just ready to go. Or maybe Dallas is just tired of hearing about the other team because it's really more about the Bucks than it is about the Cowboys right now. So We'll see how the psychological aspect plays into it. Dallas did try to address their defense during the draft. They took um, like Michael it. Parsons in the first <laughs> round. So, And That's they have decent up. corners on that team. Um, obviously, losing Byron Jones before last season kind of stunk, but they've done a decent job to kind of build up that defense. I agree. I think they their, their game plan should just be control the ball and control possession. You want to have 60-40 split. Keep Tom Brady off the field because that's such an explosive offense. It Just throw the ball up blindfolded, and chances are you got to all pro player catching it if you're Tampa. So mm-hmm. we'll see what, and Tampa got better somehow. Um, the running back room got even deeper this year. They're, you know, the receivers are all good. They're returning what every starter basically. Yeah. Um, losing Zach Martin's a huge loss and Dak is still a little banged up with the shoulder. So I, I'm sure that plays into it too. Cause I think it opened at like seven and it was seven and a half as recently as a couple of days ago. <clears throat> there was eight the house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is, I'm glad to see Dak Prescott back, though. I mean, that was just a nasty injury. Good to see him back in the league. Um, yeah. Shake off the the rust. We'll see how he plays. Like you said, Zach Martin is out, and Richard, they're going to bring the house. Yeah, they're going to do what they did to Mahomes and, in the yep. Super Bowl. I mean. Yeah, the blueprint's out. And see Zeke. if Zach or Dak is all healthy and whatnot. You know what I mean? I mean, I think, him up. I think you would just feed Zeke at this point. I mean, that's what McCarthy said, right? In his press conference when he signed, feed Zeke. Well, let's put that to the test, especially when your quarterback is not 100%. Feed Zeke, opens up the run. I mean, opens up the pass, excuse me. And Rob, as you already know, I'm big on C.D. Lamb this year. Yeah. Come on now. We need Zeke. Feed the ball. And as, as, an, as an Eagle fan, <laughs> I say that. It sounds disgusting to say, we need oh, yeah. Zeke. Because <laughs> he... <laughs> Richard, oh yeah, like, that's a like, foreign, oh. that's a foreign language coming out of your mouth over there. <laughs> Come big on Dallas, but I have the Eagles also going to the playoffs. So, on the record, I have them both going to the playoffs. So, I guess we might as well start our. Um, so every week um, from here on out, we're going to do a weekly pick segment. Um, obviously, with the Thursday game, we got to do it separately from the rest of the week. Um, I guess I'll pose the question to both of you. Um, we're going to disregard you know spread and everything but uh yeah uh, who's gonna win tomorrow richard take it away uh, it's my first time on i can't go for one 
So I'm definitely <laughs> going to have to think about this. All right, I'll go. I got this quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go first. As much as I like um, Dallas, and like I said, CeeDee Lamb, Prescott's back and whatnot, I have the Bucks. I mean, it's Tom Brady. Come on now. At home, got the rings. Let's do. I think it's score wise. 28 24. I think it'll be closer than what most people think. I think, you know, all the starters are back, but I think McCarthy, Prescott, everybody's back. That's what I got 28 24. Yeah, you're, you're in the neighborhood of the over, too. That's literally 28 24, putting your what at 52 points. So, yeah. Yeah, you're, that, right you're, you're we're all I'm kind of thinking the same thing score wise. I think the over for sure. I think Dallas wins, uh, which sounds Dallas. weird. I'm wearing a Bucks jersey, but I think <laughs> Dallas is going to win tomorrow. I don't know. I just feel like they have, you know, people are, uh, it sounds really, it hurts me to say this. Like I die a little, people are sleeping on the Cowboys a little bit. They're an extremely talented team. And if they stay healthy, which, you know, is the caveat for every single team in the NFL, you can make the case for every team. If they stay healthy, they'll be great. Yeah, right. But if Dallas stays healthy, they're going to be ridiculous. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I think Dallas wins. I sound like Bozo saying it because watched them lose by 20, but I think Dallas wins tomorrow. Wow. What am I in game seven of the NBA <laughs> finals? This is, we're talking about week one here. Oh, man. Um, that was stressful. I feel like I have to detox my body after saying that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know what? And I, wow, I'm really going to flip my pick. Oh, no, I already took Tampa. I can't flip it. I mean, you could flip it. Come on. Now. Officially, this is the official uh, score. Right, this is the official. Yeah. Yeah, because Tampa setting looked, a dangerous precedent. I am. Tampa didn't look good <laughs> starting last year. And Brady's yeah, right. It, it, Things change. Great teams. Yeah, Brady starts slow every once in a while. I remember all those years yeah. in New England where it was, you know, is this the end of Tom Brady? Max Kellerman every single year. He can't do it anymore, but Max Kellerman every year. I think this is the end for Brady. He's and done. then it, it just fuels the fire. And then all of a sudden he rattles off eight of, eight of nine and freaking puts up a fight for MVP. I have a oh. winning MVP, so I sound like an idiot still, but I don't know. All right, yeah, you know what? Um, this is the official. And I have Amari on my fantasy in one of my leagues, and I need him to start me off right. So, yeah, I'm going to go Cowboys. I'm going to go 28-21. So that's still the under. I don't think it goes over. So I think it'll be Cowboys. I'm going to go 31-27 Cowboys. Damn. Which would put us a little over the over, I believe, yeah. by a touchdown yeah. or so. I yeah. think they'll be losing. So I have them winning by four. I think they'll be down by three, four and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. They put up a touchdown and then it's, it's, is Brady going to lead them down the field and they just won't be able to do it or they'll turn the ball over. Something weird will happen. I don't know. It feels like the first week aside from last year is always good. And last year was kind of a clunker. I hardly remember the Texans and the chiefs aside from the fans booing the pregame stuff, but, <laughs> and Andy Reid with the, the windshield on, <laughs> that was but great. Uh, bring that back. Yeah. But it feels like the first week they got to get people engaged. Everybody's watching, even people that don't like football are watching. Yeah. These games are usually pretty, pretty entertaining. Remember that Eagles game? The one year came down to the to the wire. Another year they started early with uh, with Atlanta, but the, the Thursday game, I think it'll be fun. It'll be a fun game for sure. It'll be like, I don't think it'll be shootout, shootout, but I think it'll be a little bit higher scoring than what Vegas believes. Now, uh, I don't help me, but for this kickoff, do the Bucks get the rings this night? On tomorrow night? That's a good question. I'm not sure how they're doing it. Because if so, 
This is the closest Dallas will ever be to a Super Bowl <laughs> ring. I couldn't help myself. Uh, McCar- McCarthy's got one on. He can. I mean, I think it, if it's not in Rogers' basement, I guess I don't know. <laughs> it's tainted. It's Rogers, basically. Yeah, it's a Rogers ring. That's the closest wow. the Cowboys will be to a ring. You guys want to jump into some TTP? Our first yeah. one. Trust the parlay. Trust the parlay. Sponsored by could be sponsored by you. He currently doesn't have a sponsor, <laughs> so if you're listening and you want to sponsor it, feel free. Um, every week we're going to go in and kind of knock out a few props that we like. Um, we're going to do locks and dogs and good values. That'll be more with the Sunday games and some college games if we wind up doing those. Obviously, we only have one game to look at today. Well, two, I guess, with the Eagles, but uh, we're going to focus primarily on the Thursday game as my dog is barking. Um, <laughs> focus primarily on Cowboys Bucks. Um, I didn't really look too deep into this. I did make two investments on this game. Mm-hmm. One of them makes me sound like a total weasel. And the other one I feel good about, but um, you guys have anything that you want to, that you're looking for, I guess um, Rich and I are probably going to just take the Cowboys out right at plus three Um, Joel, do you want to lay the points or do you want to take the, uh, just take money line for Tampa? I'm taking money line for Tampa. Yeah. Eight and a half is a lot of points, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Even for a game, if they were playing Houston, maybe, but they're playing like a legitimate yeah. potential playoff team here. So, I mean, I don't know. Eight and a half is a lot of points. I think it's a great uh, kickoff to the NFL season. Oh, I think it's like, a perfect matchup. Yeah. It isn't like the Lions, you know, with Jared Goff and like, oh, what, what could he do? It's the Lions. They'll, wait, they'll find a way to fumble the bag. Well, they get out from beneath Patricia before they <laughs> suffocated. <laughs> um, so, oh, uh, Joel, have you, have you, yeah, pencil boy. Uh, Joel, have you made any investments or have, I, I guess Richard too, have you guys made any investments on this, uh, on this yeah. season opener? Well, be, aside from uh DraftKings helping us out with a, a crazy oh, yeah. point. Oh, that's my lock of the week. <laughs> I oh, like yeah. bucks plus 73. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> and at that point, you might as well take the over at that point. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I will no say this when they do something like that, something crazy always happens and it's funny that they have whatever it was the bucks are at minus four whatever that might be the telltale sign that they lose though tomorrow night yeah i'm looking for boosts because usually i just do the opposite of what the boosts are yeah oh yeah um so fanduel has tampa bay minus nine and a half as a boost up to 150 plus 150 that makes me feel like there's no shot that happens because if they're boosting it so much then the, I mean, I guess eight, eight and a half could still happen, but I don't know. I so I've made two um, small uh, small wagers on this game. Um, when everything first came out, I thought it was a good value just to take a Bucks running back to score the first touchdown. Even though I don't love it as much now, luckily I can cash out. Yeah, right. For, uh, Leonard Fournette was plus one thousand when everything kind of, when all the props started to come out and all like the same game parlay stuff came out. So I threw a little on that, and then a guy who I think um, really. Like you want to talk about under the radar signing? I have Giovanni Bernard scoring a touchdown in this game Ooh. at plus 380. He's pretty much the only running back on the Buccaneers who has any type of pass catching ability. Like Fournette can do it, and he kind of did it at LSU, and the Jags kind of did it with him. Ronald Jones can do it, but like it's not his thing. Uh, it, it, on every team Brady's been on, there's been numerous running backs who have been, you know, thrown onto the field and made plays. And even last year, Outside of the two primary running backs, there were still running backs that were making plays. And I think mm-hmm. Bernard will catch some sort of a screen or 
some weird, you know, flat route or something in the red zone. I think that Giovanni Bernard scoring a touchdown is not a bad value. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at that at all. I think Bernard I would be the second. They had him. I think he's the second, right? Because Ronald Jones, uh, I think he was in the. Well, Jones house. and Fournette are both like ones, I guess. You think? I think Jones, Jones had uh, hot water for a while. That it seems like they run hot and cold. Some games they just they go all Ronald Jones, and some games they go more Fournette than Jones. It depends on how they're kind of going. Fournette's a guy you have to feed the ball to in order to get him going. I think um, he's like just I don't know like a Demarco Murray type where you just have to give him the ball dozen or so times and then that'll get him going you saw it with jacksonville's first year their offensive line stunk and he was an amazing running back his rookie year so i don't know what do you guys like i mean i would agree i would actually say you might see leonard fournette get a lot i had ronald jones last year on my fantasy team and like you said if he dropped the ball i know he fumbled a couple times he didn't see the field because Bruce Arians don't put up with that. Yeah. Arians doesn't play, but I think they're riding playoff Lenny because he was electric in the playoffs. I didn't even realize that like they didn't really have that much of a running game last year. Well, they did, I guess between the two, but Mm -hmm. like you said, when Fournette gets going, that's it. He's going like, it takes a lot to slow him down. So and I like Giovanni Bernard. I forgot they signed him. And now that you say that, he's that James White type. Exactly my thoughts. Just he can create out in space. So I like, I actually might, <laughs> I might sprinkle a little something, a little something down. Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't want to be responsible for that. So <laughs> no, that's thing I'm yeah. Coming after Rob right here. Joel, what do you got? You got anything good? Oh, uh, do you know? Well, I got a couple more too that uh, we'll get to. I have a first touchdown. I have Mike Evans. I think, I think okay. it's a safe pick right there. Nice uh, deep ball. Yeah. But dude, I had Number a crazy target. I had actually a crazy parlay. But that's for all the games. <laughs> I shared it with Rob. If this thing hits, you probably will never see me. For like you will sponsor the podcast. <laughs> it's like a three thousand dollar hit, and it's just money line on people Ooh. hitting. And there was some like get a touchdown for each half. I'm like, oh, this is doable. I have one of those too. Uh, I'll save it for uh, for Friday's podcast. Um, let me see. I'm looking right now at my uh, Fanduel. I have a 14 par- uh, single game parlay. What? I have a, yeah, I have a single game parlay. Go with it. Hear I didn't realize out. there were 14 things you could parlay together. Oh yeah, Bucks money line, a Mike Evans touchdown, Zeke getting a touchdown. And a sleeper, Cameron Brait, the tight end for the Bucks. That dude's a sleeper in the red zone, especially when Gronk is, you know, 50-50. And that is a plus 5,000, 5,395. Wow. That's a 540 payout just for 10 bucks. Is OJ play- Howard healthy? He is, I believe. Okay. Yeah. He's on He's on the stat. He's on there for uh, any time touchdown score. So I saw that. Gotcha. I'm like, all right. Cameron Brait in the red zone. Zeke, most likely in the red zone. Evans, a nice, you know, red zone or, you know. Another red zone guy, yeah. And then Bucks should win, you know, Super Bowl chance, but it is close. Dallas could win. I could see it either way, but that would be a nice payoff. I think a little sleeper for any time touchdown, even though the odds are really lousy, and mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to touch it, is Dak Prescott plus 280. I guess unless you go big, it's almost not worth it, but anytime touchdowns, I try to stay away from going too big on those because they're mm-hmm. way too much of a crapshoot. 
Uh, but Prescott, I feel like you could see him either scramble for one or they'll do some sort of like a they're in the red zone and everybody in the and their grandmother thinks that you know Zeke is getting the ball and they run a little zone read or like a bootleg type of deal and then Dak just walks in. So I, I think that is that. certainly in that. And also, for, don't forget <laughs> last year, I'm almost positive Brady snuck in for the first touchdown against the Saints week one last year. Literally, as soon as that happened, I put five bucks on the, the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. And I wound up working out. But, I mean, those, like, immobile old white quarterbacks sometimes will sneak it in from the one. I mean. Yeah, they find a way. Yeah. I'm yeah. not suggesting that's even worth looking at this. You can have a thousand <laughs> weapons on that team, and the last thing they want to do is let Brady carry the ball. But who they else? beat the boys. Yeah. Another thing I kind of like here, and yeah. I I put it in the Google Doc if you're looking at it. First see. drive result, offensive touchdown, plus two fifty. Whoever gets the ball is going to come out guns a blazing, and just march down the field. They're going to convert a couple third downs, get a couple big plays, and it'll eat up like six and a half minutes of clock and. Boom, touchdown right off the bat. Or Brady throws his first touchdown, first interception. First yeah. throw, bang, pick. I Dallas. could see Dak maybe throwing a pick on the first possession if they get it. Yeah, if he gets right I don't know why. Line. Maybe he like underthrows a ball or something. Like, I really don't see the Cowboys coming out throwing. That's why I have Zeke actually for two tutties. Okay. Ooh. I, yeah, I like that too. They want to throw the ball on the ground so badly. I mean, if they're going to stick to the blueprint they have, like one of the ladies I have, for, I did I did one for all anytime tutties, mm. and I have I have Zeke, CD, and Fournette, and then in there also I have Dallas plus eleven and a half. I like that that was yeah. before I even made my prediction about Dallas winning because I just figured you know. They might get steamrolled, but yeah, I think I think I think Zeke for two tutties might be a steal tomorrow. Yeah, well, I don't know what the odds are, and then I'm actually looking right now. Uh, plus seven hundred is not bad. And that's a, um, the time of recording. Yeah. It could change by game yeah. time. I usually do uh, um, alternate lines. I usually tease games together. I'll probably read a couple of those on uh, on the next one because I don't really like doing it this soon or like this far away from the weekend. Yeah, for sure. Especially because college football, I want to keep the momentum going there first. Oh, but red hot on college football. Teasers are usually, yeah, yeah. it was a good weekend for me, college football. He's underselling it. It was a great weekend for this king. Ah, it wasn't great. <laughs> I missed on a couple, but. You might have, you're like, there, um, you might have to get the lines up for the public. <laughs> I almost never had this much success. You might have to get the public lines going. This man is on the street. I don't even know. I forgot my DraftKings password. I'm trying to log in right now. <laughs> <laughs> the track. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So this weekend I went, um, the little streak I went on was, uh, maybe they pop up with these little ads. Um, Rutgers minus 15 straight. Temple sucks. Um, let's be real. <laughs> so they were, they were never not going to cover that. Iowa, Indiana, I believe it was. Um, yeah, under 46. Yeah. Big 10 games when it's 45 or lower or 45 or higher, just take the under. Um, over 45 and a half in the Notre Dame game mm-hmm. that hit pretty easily. Ole Miss minus six and a half in the first half against uh, who was it against Louisville? And then I had a DraftKings lets you do same game parlays. Now I had 
I did an alternate line and an alternate total. I took Ole Miss minus five and a half and then over 66 and a half. And the total, I believe, was 67. So I just barely by the skin of my teeth did. Wow. I went to bed up. I went to bed pissed off and I woke up in the morning like, holy shit. No way. And it worked out. Like wow. Said, he's underselling this king. He's got this. Yeah, except LSU hurt me because I had them beating UCLA. Um, Clemson. Luckily, that wasn't a big one. but Oh, Clemson. Okay. Oh, I, I had... um. I had Georgia money line in a parlay with LSU and LSU burned me. So I really didn't think Clemson would come out that flat. I, their quarterback is kind of unproven. He he was decent last year, but the only big game he played in was at Notre Dame and they lost that one. So, but he played, I, I was a little great. concerned. He, yeah. And over a, he played great against probably one of the best defenses in the country. I mean, yeah. Kyle Hamilton, he's in the NFL. Jeremiah Wusu Karamoa, he's in the league now. Like, they had some guys, yeah. and he lit them up. So I'm thinking, Georgia lost all their corners. They had three yeah. corners go to the NFL draft. I'm thinking, oh, they're going to be throwing boop. He's going to be, he's got a great arm. I'm thinking they're going to go yeah. sl- uh, deep post, fades down the sideline. This They didn't have a first down until I think like six and a half minutes in the second quarter. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. They'll find their footing eventually. Um, yeah. They Dabo will, he'll whip them in the shit. Yeah. Dabo's too good not to. Oh, Dabo. Don't, don't forget. They lost Travis Etienne, who was a huge part of their offense last year. And, you know, obviously aside from, you know, Trav. losing a Lawrence, a, 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 what a three-year starter. Um, Amari Rogers is no longer there. So they lost some important guys on offense and people, that's the big thing with um, not to get too off track, but the the thing that amazes me about Saban and Alabama, sure. They get all these five-star recruits every year, but there's like hardly any continuity from year to year. Cause so many guys are just going to the draft. We're losing what four or five starters a year. You got to just replace him with the next man and they stay dominant. So, I mean, like we'll see what Clemson's made of. Now that there's no Deshaun Watson and there's no Trevor Lawrence there to kind of lead the way, there's no ETN. Um, a lot of those guys have not graduated or not graduated, but like either graduated or moved into the NFL. So we'll see what happens with Clemson. Um, I'm kind of, I'm not out on them, but I'm not as in on them this year as I normally would be. Yeah. I think it's, I bad. think it's Bama OU at this point. Those are the only two really? teams I'm really even considering. Yeah, if it were Bama versus the field, I would still take Bama. Yeah, that's a safe bet. Yeah, uh, in the, in most scenarios, you want to take the field, but that Bama's just you could take that like the best player off of the next twenty five <laughs> ranked schools, and Bama would probably still beat them against Lame. a team full of all star guys. You know, Saban is just too good. That's a powerhouse in Alabama for sure. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. That's yeah. what they got. Najee Harris said it best. Why would I go anywhere else when I can play against 21 other NFL starters? Like, yeah, yeah the, the, the best competition <laughs> those guys see is in practice, to be honest with you. Exactly. Yeah. So. All right, boys. Thank God. Any final thoughts on tomorrow? Any bold predictions for tomorrow's, tomorrow's game? You guys think uh, – I don't know. JPP gets multiple sacks. You think somebody gets hurt? Brady rushes Hopefully for not. six yards. I don't know what happens. I think AB might score tomorrow. That's I, a that's my bold prediction. Antonio Brown will score in the opening game. That's okay. 
That's my bold prediction. A full off season with a team, you know, no tumultuous nonsense going on with him. Maybe it's a maybe that's a pretty good one. Mine is uh Brady throwing two picks, two costly picks at Ooh, home. Interesting. That's a bold one. Dallas defense. People are sleeping on them. Watch. I I might look like Bozo on Friday when we review this game, but holy shit. Brady, two picks. I'm costly picks. Trying. I'm trying my best to find something bold. Uh, I'm going to go O.J. Howard will have more receiving yards than Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. O.J. Howard, do people forget how good he is just because he got hurt last year? And, I mean, Gronk, if Gronk didn't have Gronk's name, O.J. would be probably, you know, 1A, 1B with him. So, I like that. We'll see what happens. That's not bad. Now it's time for our weekly segment, Wins and Losses. Uh, yes. The dub... And the donkey of the day, or the week, the L of the week. Well, do you guys have any gripes? I already touched it earlier in the podcast with uh, WWE. It, it would just this podcast is probably already like two hours. It would probably go like another hour if I just ran off on yeah. wrestling here. So let's yeah, we've already gone over our our time. What's your guys? Who wants to start? Um, I'll who wants to lead off here? I'll, right. I'll lead off. Woo. Here we go. I'll start with the L of the week because it's not the strong one, amazingly. Over the weekend, this past weekend, the Baltimore Orioles came into the Bronx to face the Yankees. <laughs> Rob already knows where I'm going with this. These Yankees fighting for a playoff spot dropped three games to these bum-ass Orioles. And <laughs> I know one Baltimore It's, it's their Orioles version fans. of the Marlins, dude. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Marlins kill the Phillies. Orioles kill the Yankees. You can put that on any <laughs> fan duel. You'll win money, guarantee. Yankees lose at home, three-game series, getting blown out. I forget what the, the spread was, but it was like 80 to 40 was the score total in the three games. Jeez, I didn't realize that. Yankees, I, I might be talking out of my ass. Someone probably will correct me, but. Yankees fans are pissed that Andrew Heaney keeps getting starts over, um, <laughs> what's his name? The guy, uh, Luis Gill, who got sent down that almost hit Alec Boehm in the head. They're furious that they picked him up at the deadline. Andrew Heaney stinks. Bro, Yankee fans would cry about anything. How about that? That's uh, fair. But at least they have the Cowboys coming back tomorrow. Yeah, right. Yankees fans (laughs) have the Cowboys and Lakers to look forward to, so that's good. Yeah, right. And watch them not win a ring. Cowboys again. Oh, Bama's probably the the lock for them. And uh, that was my (laughs) L. My W, take a left turn. Um, Who was it? Shannon Sharp. Had an interview with uh, good old Terrell Owens not too long ago, and the, the videos. I'm glad are you making, brought this up because I forgot about this. The videos are making waves, and I couldn't believe what I heard. Apparently, To wants to smoke with two former NFL players. One was a teammate. One is a fellow receiver. He wants to smoke with Brandon Marshall, and I quote, "He will knock his ass out for an extra two million." And that's in reference to <laughs> the question, would he do like anything, you know, celebrity boxing? And the one person he would love to celebrity box is good old Donovan McNabb. He wants to fight. He wants all the smokes with Donovan McNabb. So he says after he knocks Donovan McNabb out cold, he'll take Brandon Marshall for an extra two mil. Nice little bag. But here's the quotes. Some of the quotes. Owen says, I'd knock him out in regards to uh, McNabb. It's like I have a controlled anger. I'd be like a Navy SEAL. (laughs) 
This man has some pent up aggression from McNabb. And then the line of the the entire interview. I'd knock chunky soup from him from 2004. <laughs> McNabb. And he's like, trust me, I would knock him out. Knock the chunky soup out of McNabb. I think that's my W of the week. That's a good line. Apparently, T.O., after all these years, still has the smoke for uh, McNabb. And, I mean, I can't blame him. McNabb kind of fucked that up in the Super Bowl. I want to fight McNabb, too, for what happened in that Super Bowl. <laughs> but, yeah, those are my uh, dub and L of the week. Who wants three to take us? Oh, you got three picks? I know. I'm saying McNabb. Uh, no, McNabb. Uh, oh, my God. Dude, was... yeah, I'm throwing up just thinking about it. I, I completely forgot until you both resurfaced it. So, full oh. circle. I brought up the whole Ben Simmons nonsense. And here we are with Nav Super Bowl. What do you got? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I'll go with my win of the week, I guess. I'll say, well, one, I want to give a quick shout out to Mackenzie Milton. That was going to be my one dub oh. of the week. I hope I didn't oh, there steal you go. <laughs> Did I steal <laughs> yours? No, nah, you're good. You're good. I had that too. But uh, you'll geez. probably be able to explain it better. Uh, no, I, I mean, just like what a story. No, you, I'll save it for you. you you're a good storyteller. So you, you could maybe you can you, you can fill them in, fill the rest of the audience in. I'm a, a good real storyteller. One, you go. I'll go. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, yeah, Mackenzie Milton, you know, when UCF was, you know, printing out <laughs> we're the national champions of the world. That even was such a think, fun era. <laughs> even oh though God. I think they beat Auburn in like the Liberty <laughs> City Bowl or something like that, whatever it was. But um, yeah, it was great to see him, you know, go head to head with one of the best, uh, you know, colleges after not being able to walk, I don't think, for like two years. So that was one of them. And then I was, my real one though was Tyrod Taylor, you know, last year. He got his lung punctured, which I've actually looked up. That's like the first time ever in NFL history Jesus. that a doctor has punctured. I'm not laughing. I should. I, you might have to edit my, my We're going to have to edit out. a lot of stuff. I'm not <laughs> laughing that he got punctured. I'm laughing at how crazy. Like, I was looking this up. I was like, has this ever happened before? No other player. Because – a routine, like what, whatever he was getting, you know, the adrenaline or whatever the shot is. And I mean, Chargers didn't look back, didn't even really put a statement out. So I'm glad to see he got a second chance. And my L of the week has got to be Brian Kelly. That <laughs> statement at the end of the game, completely out of pocket. If that was any other coach, their bags would have been packed and ready to go the night of his name would have been off that door <laughs> in that office that night. That's I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Brian Kelly is a bozo to begin with. He was apparently paying homage to someone else. I'm trying to find that the, uh, like the ex explanation behind it, but he was paying homage to another quote, but it was just so weirdly timed. Like they survived that game. Like they didn't yeah. win that game. They survived it against a guy who couldn't walk <laughs> for a long time. Um, we oh. talked about Alex Smith. Was it the last week or the previous week? Shout out Mackenzie Milton. Yeah. For he sure. comes in the quarterback goes down his first game. What two years? Um, there was a doctor that I saw on, um, one of my favorite Twitter pages, um, freezing cold takes the at old takes exposed where they just bring up people who were just dead wrong. 
<laughs> this one's a little different from most people's takes, but there was a doctor that was asked about it apparently at the time that it happened. And he said, I've never seen anybody come back and play after an injury like this. So for Mackenzie Milton, not only to come in and just, and just be on the field in general, but he went four for four on his first drive. Uh, his first pass attempt was a first down. They scored a touchdown on that drive. So that was really cool to see, especially because I really enjoyed that UCF era where they were like the, the quote unquote national champions. And they wanted to play <laughs> yeah. like, they wanted to play like Bama and all those other teams. Um, those UCF teams were awesome. Shout out Blake Bortles, friend of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah right. My W of the week is going to go out to Alabama starting quarterback, uh, Bryce Young. He's the first Alabama quarterback to throw for four passing touchdowns in his debut, uh, breaking the record set by Mac Jones, or tied by Mac Jones that was set by Joe Namath for three in a debut. So Alabama, all of a sudden, quarterback factory. I don't know. They 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 make running backs in a factory. They make pass rushers in a factory. They make offensive linemen. Now all of a sudden they're producing quarterbacks, so good for them. Between Jalen Tula, uh, Mac Jones, and, um, and now this guy, uh, L of the week is going to go out to the Miami Hurricanes who got, <laughs> who had the misfortune of playing against Alabama. Um, so they were down 27, nothing. And um, anybody who has followed college football, when they hired Manny Diaz, they, they kind of got that like defensive, like they got that swagger on defense. That was like their calling card. They were number two in the nation a few years ago. Anytime they commit a turn, they, they force the opposing team to commit a turnover. They throw this really cool turnover chain around their neck. Uh, the other day, so they got a turnover from Bama. They threw the chain on, and then the play got reviewed, and it got reversed. So the guy on the sideline just sadly took the chain off and put it down. <laughs> so that'll be my L of the week. Awesome. In addition to the Mets, LOL Mets. Oh, I got walked man. off by the Nats the other day. Screw oh, them. Oh, man, come on. The Mets, consistent Ls. <clears throat> still a chance. We still got a chance, though. Still can we just call them chance. the Mets? Can, can we oh, turn yeah. the L of the week to Mets of the week? This is ridiculous. Yeah, this could be the LOL Mets of the week. Wow. Um, I don't know if I like you guys anymore. <laughs> Damn. Oh, if you're talking to a Mets fan. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I saved that for the end. I didn't, because Rob had no idea. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Yeah. That's no, all right. It's all right. We're building. We we have the we have the pieces. If Richard only. Yeah, well, Richard, just, just wait till the money. pitching. Wait till the pitching comes back. I mean. We yeah. do we do love Jacob DeGrom here. We do love Jacob DeGrom. We do. I like Kumar Rocker too. I'm glad I don't have to root against him. Yeah, right. No Stroman. You guys aren't Stroman, man. Oh, I love Stroman. My friends yeah, kill me for like Stroman. Stroman's one of my favorite players. Hey, dude, Stroman's my height, and he's out there pumping 95. I like that too. Exactly. A lot. Uh, he he made an amazing play last week. That weird that third play, botched third play, oh, and he goodness. dove to third base. Yeah, that was awesome. People don't understand. The wheels, like he actually yeah. has some serious speed. I mean, it's only what 30 feet, 35 feet, but yeah. still to and get over there awareness. and the tag, you freaking about the tag too. Yeah. That man was a shortstop back in his day. That's what that yeah. was. I'm a big fan of his whole thing. Height doesn't measure heart. And that dude's an athlete. Pitches are athletes too. You wouldn't be able to tell by half of them, but yes, Stroman's right. an athlete. I was actually kind of upset he didn't sign here. I wanted him on the Phillies. I wanted Taiwan Walker on the Phillies too, but the Mets have too many guys I like. So, come on to the dark side. I never that. <laughs> nah, dude. R.I.P. Matt Harvey. Yeah. Where is he? Baltimore. Yeah, he's in Baltimore. He probably pitched this weekend against the Yankees. Probably. Yeah, he probably got to shelled. 
<laughs> oh no, they they won, right? You said that oh, he could have gave up eight runs and still won. Yeah. That's right. You said the Orioles swept him, which that's crazy, dude. I think it was four two. I think in the fourth quarter, I left. I had family, dropped them off at the bus terminal, came back. It was the eighth inning. It was like nine to four, whatever. Like the Orioles, wow. I don't know, where just blew the doors off the Yankees. Uh, they got lucky. They missed him. He actually got destroyed tonight. He went four and a third, gave up three earned runs. So. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my gosh! There you go. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Awesomeness. Well, we had a uh, we had a goal in mind of an hour and twenty, and I think we uh, we might have doubled that tonight. We smashed the over on this one. Feel yeah, the club here. Overs club, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna try to keep so for anybody out there in podcast land. Um, if you're still with us, first of all, thank you a lot for you know supporting us, listening to our banter. Um, yeah, right. If you want to get anything. Any reviews read on the show, leave a five-star review on the Apple Pods. We'll read all the funny ones. Um, at PA underscore turnpod on Instagram, PA turnpod at gmail.com, no spaces, no slashes. Um, so we're gonna we're actually gonna do something a little out of the ordinary this week that maybe will become a, a normal thing as well. Um, yeah. in addition to having our guest on today, Richard, thank you, obviously. Um, so th- we're recording on Wednesday night. This will release if all things go uh, according to plan on Thursday. Friday night, we're gonna do another one. Um, with another guest potentially maybe we'll do some college football we'll do our our weekly picks for the nfl we'll try to keep it short um because you know everybody out there yeah we'll keep it short we'll kind of just go full go on saturday and sunday i will kind of lead you into the week we'll give some predictions this is a cool idea we'll give some predictions on what we think the story will be after week one whether it be for the eagles or the nfl uh, any more Ben Simmons stuff that comes up, who knows what will happen in the next 48 hours. Jesus. Uh, we'll look back on Thursday's game, see how right or wrong we were, and have some fun. Oh, and dude, we're going to do our uh, top five state flags. Uh, yes, top, stop, top five state flags. We might have to post clips of that so people can see them. Oh, yeah. But that'll sure. be fun. I'll have my list ready tomorrow. I'm off on Friday, so Friday morning I'll have it ready. Dude, my list has been ready since week two. I'm ready. Since episode two. I threw my pizza topping list together in five minutes. I'm actually going to put some thought into this one. So (laughs) the pizza topping was pretty good. I like that one. Yeah. But uh, safe flags. Yeah. Mine's been ready. Safe flags is going to be a fun one. That's going to be our thing. Anytime we have a guest on from now on, we're going to do their top five safe flags. Yeah. Before we get started. Yeah. Give me, give me your five. And Wyoming, Alabama, uh, Hawaii. And they just got to rattle them off. But. (laughs) But uh, this has been fun, Richard. I mean, really appreciate yeah, you coming thank on. Thank you. First guest. Oh, yeah. Pleasure. Pleasure. Uh, hopefully you guys have me on again. I, I, I really enjoyed this. It was uh, Everybody remembers their first. So. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> this, is, uh, this has actually been a lot of fun. Yeah. It was good, uh, good banter back and forth. Some fun moments. Some uh, horrible reliving tragic moments. Yeah. Simmons, you fuck. But uh, Richard. Again, tell us uh, where they can find you on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, Ballstar. Let the people oh, yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to, you know, follow me on Instagram, my name is Richard underscore DeGroat. That's D-E-G-R-O-A-T 20. No, uh, no capitals. Uh, in my, you know, in my bio, you can find, uh, you know, the Ballstar homepage. That's underscore Ballstar. Just like that, no caps in our website. Um, you know, hopefully the merch will be up soon. Got to get my guys here, you know, at PA Term Pod, <laughs> some merch. 
I'll be sure of that. But um, yeah, um, pleasure being on again. And uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we can reunite, you know, later on down yeah, the road. Bro. No problem, bro. This was fun, man. We really appreciate it. And I mean, I'm not going to speak for all, but I definitely had fun today for sure. Yeah. Yeah, lots of fun. All right, Rob, sign us off, baby. Oh, I wasn't prepared for this. Well, anybody <laughs> out there in podcast land at PA underscore turnpot on Instagram, uh, daily posts, daily polls. For sure. Uh, mailbag, if you have any <clears throat> any criticism, any questions you want us to read on the air, PA turnpot, all one word at gmail.com. Yeah. Follow us on our Instagrams. Feel free. Nothing fun on mine. Joel, you got a lot of the same going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We'll talk to you in a few days. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Obviously we ran long again, but we try to keep it fun. Yeah. Um, we'll get into the swing of things once the football starts. Uh, it's just, we had a lot to cram into three or four episodes prior to the season starting. So a lot of content and it's been fun, but I want to thank everybody out there for listening uh, for my co-host, Joel and our, our guest, Richard, this is Rob signing off. Have a good night, everybody. Peace.